0: Welcome to the Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, the Lion Star here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports, through the minds of career Las Vegas Oddsmakers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray.
1: Want the very
2: best in odds boost promotions and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app, follow us at Superbook Sports on social media, and head to Superbook.com,
1: Superbook.com today.
0: Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the Oddsmakers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Vontobel.
3: What's up, folks? Welcome in another edition of the Oddsmakers podcast presented by Superbook Sports. Jonathan Vontobel with the faces of the program, Jake Cornegay, John Murray. What's up, guys? Uh, as always, we always like to look back before we look ahead. Any uh, Anything interesting
1: from the weekend that was? Football, college football, anything notable at least? Uh, had one of the best Sundays we've had all season. Maybe yeah. the best, actually. Saturday was okay, maybe a break-even day, and then Friday, going backwards, mm-hmm. uh, was another positive day, so we'll take it. So Sunday, one of the best that you've had probably of the season, huh? In Nevada. In Nevada. We should, okay, I yeah. should state that. Well, it kind of trumps all the others. <laughs>
2: it does. Yeah. We can't yeah. talk
1: about New Jersey these days because the Jets, Giants, Phillies, mm-hmm. Eagles, Yankees. Not going well? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Well, in Nevada, at least, you have something positive
3: to look on, at least. So as a better, I hope you guys continue to come out on top. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Appreciate you see? that. We're all friends here. We're all friends. All right, let's move on. We do have an interesting week of football, college football, and professional football at that. First up, we have to start Thursday night. It's not the best game of the world, it seems. But I find it interesting because I do like the way the market handles certain teams. Ravens and Buccaneers, Jay, I'll go with you first. This number's been like ping-ponging back and forth. At one point, it was Ravens minus one. Right now, up on the screen, Superbook, one-and-a-half point
1: favorite, total of 45-and-a-half. What has been the story here as we have seen this move back and forth? That is the story. We opened the Bucks at two and Mm -hmm. went uh, to the other side, uh, Ravens minus one and a half. And about two hours ago, it moved back to the Buccaneers uh, minus one and a half. So flip-flopping back and forth. But this is a rare occasion where actually I think the Thursday night, Matchup, And I know it's not great, but it's better than the Monday night matchup that we're looking at this weekend. So I'm kind of looking forward to this one because I want to see what's up with Jackson. I mean, he's been making a lot of big mistakes and I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball, but more interesting to me is seeing Brady struggle like he is. He's getting hit a lot. And I think it's showing that uh, he just wants to get rid of the ball. His receivers aren't creating space. There's a lot of problems in Tampa Bay, but I think that's pretty interesting watch for me.
3: Well, I agree because, I mean, look at the way the market's had him, right, the last couple of weeks. We're talking, what, near 10.5-point favorites somewhere in that range against the Steelers, near two touchdowns mm-hmm. against the Carolina Panthers, and now all of a sudden like there's this really like tumultuous fall in terms of their rating where they're at one point a 1.5-point underdog at home against Baltimore. So you mentioned toggling back and forth, and going through zero really not that much. So is that you guys just kind of matching the market in terms of moving that, nothing really moving it from an action standpoint?
1: That's exactly what happened. The market was just going back and forth. Uh, That really didn't take any big sharp plays. Of course, the public's not going to bet it until a few hours before kickoff, but uh, right now the market's just been going back and forth. I haven't seen any sharp play. Have you seen any?
2: No, I don't think so. I just think it's interesting. Tampa Bay's struggling so much, and I haven't heard one pundit, John, Mm -hmm. talk about the fact that their coach retired and they promoted an assistant coach, and the team looks totally different. I mean, are we going to just pretend like that didn't happen?
3: Well, uh, to add to that, did their coach retire? Or Or was he forced out? Was he forced out by the the quarterback who is now distracted by family matters and who is leaving in the middle of weeks for things like Robert Kraft sweating?
2: Mm. Uh, Bruce Arians, I think, was always underrated. He took that Colts team to the playoffs when Luck was a rookie. He got Arizona to an NFC championship game. He won the Super Bowl in Tampa. The guy never got enough credit he was either forced out or he retired or he stepped into a new role and it is showing up and i'm surprised we don't even talk about it everybody's blaming everything on brady Mm -hmm. and maybe the coaching thing is brady's fault but it's obvious that they miss arians
1: yeah Yeah, i mean he was a really well-respected guy i mean you know he was beloved on the sideline in the locker room everybody liked him as far as what i've read Mm -hmm. and now not so much a lot of people going in their own direction so I think that's a common theme in the NFL. I mean, I'm coming from Denver, but we're seeing that across the board uh, in, in many organizations this year in the NFL. A lot of disarray.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, And what I think is really so, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Byron Leftwood during media availability, their offensive coordinator, former NFL quarterback, was asked uh, a question about advanced analytics because they run the ball a lot on first down. That's an analytical no-no. You don't really want to do that, especially if you're not running it well. He was asked about a metric called EPA, expected points added. Had no clue what it was and kind of laughed at the question. I feel like, to your guys' point, I don't know if Bruce Arians was a really big EPA and metrics guy, but that offense looks completely different, and I think that's a really big part of it. And Leftwich does seem a little,
1: not lost, but he doesn't seem as fluid as a play caller. We'll put it that way. Well, they certainly can't run the ball, no matter what you say. (laughs) They can't run the ball at all. Got to establish it, though, Jay. You know, okay, well, Fournette (laughs) came in. What did he come in at, 300 pounds, and now he's, you know, down to playing weight, but still, they're having problems everywhere. One of the more noticeable things about Tampa Bay, they have no speed. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They just have no speed. Godwin and Evans, you know, we know what happened, you know, in that first series, and he dropped that ball, but uh, there is absolutely no separation. It's a makeshift offensive line. Brady's got some issues on his mind. Going back, that's why I think it's interesting. I'm going to watch it just for that.
3: All right, let's go to Seahawks uh, because this is a team that I think has been garnering a lot of respect in the market, and rightfully so. This offense looked a lot better. John, I'll go to you on this one because you guys, your look ahead was minus one. You guys reopened two and a half. We're up to a full field goal now at home for the Seattle Seahawks against the New York Giants. And I just want to point out for our listeners, I like to compare and contrast games, John, like in terms of power ratings where you're finding you know, how these teams are being marketed and rated. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks were a two and a half point underdog at home to the Arizona Cardinals just a few weeks back. Now they're laying a full three to the New York Giants to come in 6-1. It does show you there is a change here in the rating for Seattle finally.
2: Well, the, the Sharp guys were all over Seattle mm. against the Chargers on Sunday. And then the other thing is the Giants have gotten no respect in the lines all year. So you've got to consider that. I mean, the Giants were like a five and a half, six point dog at home against Baltimore. They were a dog against Jacksonville. They were, I want to say, like a 3-point favorite against the Bears at home. I mean, they, they've gotten no respect all season. That's why you're seeing – the line for this game the way it is. We did see some sharp players on Seattle. Uh, at some point, you got to stop doubting the Giants, though. Yeah. I mean, they, they just win every week. I mean, they could, they could be undefeated. The one game they lost, they could have easily won. I think it was that Monday night game against Dallas that they gave away. Yeah, the
1: sharp play, I thought there was some sharp play last week on the Jaguars or the Giants. Yeah. It, it popped up there. and so Reading they, some reports, it did seem like the Sharps were very much on Jacksonville yes. last week. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> just up to last week, you know, the Sharps are not respecting the Giants. And uh, I think the general public's that way as well.
2: We had sharp guys laying Baltimore minus five, four and a half, got all the way up to six at New York. New York won the game uh, outright. I mean, New York should not have won that game, but they were in position to cover even with even before that ridiculous interception that Lamar Jackson threw that ended up costing them the game, the Giants were still probably going to cover the spread.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a sharp. I don't think I am. Uh, but I will say I have bet against the New York Giants each of the last two weeks and have had <laughs> egg all over my face each of the last two weeks. And uh, I will say I enjoy it. I bet them over seven on their win total. It's amazing that they're here at this point right now. Uh, I didn't expect it was going to be this easy. John, I'll ask you because the Giants are the story. The NFC West is completely wide open. What do you think of the legitimacy of Seattle, at least in terms of a division that right now is a bunch of teams hovering around five hundred?
2: I think Seattle's legit. I mean, San Francisco just has so much talent; it's almost like impossible for them to not pull their act together at mm-hmm. some point in the season. But Seattle's got a lot of good young players. Uh, they're playing loose. They got nothing to lose. I, I don't know. I wouldn't write off the Seahawks.
1: I would not. Either. I'm not a big believer right now. No, I, I, no. I think their defense is suspect yeah, you know, you know but Our if you know it's Walker, worse than suspect if they're gonna be able to run the ball like they have over the last couple of weeks maybe that's gonna be the difference but uh other than that i don't know i just i've seen so much of geno smith over the years i'm just not all in yet so
2: i just I'm kind see of sharp like guys betting him a lot i see sharp guys betting on seattle a lot like every week almost, and that to me is always a telltale sign because I don't really have an opinion on the team, but I see all these sharp guys betting on them.
3: Is that So let me ask you, John, would you think that that is a sign that Seattle is legitimate, or is that just a sign that these sharp guys believe the market just has not adequately rated Seattle?
2: I could say both. Yeah. I I, I mean, they wouldn't be betting them every week unless there was something there. Their defense, Jay was being PC, their defense is downright lousy.
3: It stinks, yeah.
2: But they move the ball up and down the field, and I don't know. I just see these – I see sharp bets come in on them almost mm-hmm. every week. I saw it again this week. Definitely saw it last week for sure. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to recognize that. And they, that's a team really set up for the future too because they got those first-round picks from Denver. They got rid of Russell Wilson's contract. Those I, picks
3: are looking better every week.
2: That Seattle team, they, just a couple. They, <laughs> they could get back up to the top quickly.
3: Uh, Two second-rounders,
2: too. Yeah, I was going to say, they still look
3: better every single week. Yeah. Package those up, send them off.
1: Oh, when you look at that and just giving up the farm for this guy. (laughs) All right, next game.
3: Okay, I was going to say, you sounded like you wanted more, but uh, all right, we'll move on from there. So we talk about quarterbacks, their legitimacy. Uh, I question Jimmy Garoppolo every single week. And um, last week, didn't really work out for the San Francisco 49ers against Kansas City. I think, Jay, so you were talking about how interested you were in this game on Thursday night. I'm fascinated by 49ers at Rams. Let's go back a few weeks ago. The 49ers were, what, a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against this Rams team. Now, they are a a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Los Angeles Rams. We've talked about home field, not really worth that much. Still notable that after that performance, you guys actually moved from your look ahead here. Your look ahead was Rams minus 2.5. You reopened at essentially pick minus
1: 1, and now we're up to 1.5. Yeah, the power ranking on the Rams is really just going down the toilet yeah. right now. Even though they had last week off, it's still going down. I was going to say they <laughs> lost in the bye week. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I still kind of believe it should be like either pick or maybe Rams 1 here. And I still believe that one of these two teams— I'm not giving up. I still think one of these two teams is going to win the West. Mm-hmm. So I think one of them will figure it out, get it done. I do uh, believe that 49ers, uh, I, I believe they're getting some of their guys back on defense and the Rams continue to underperform. So I just think that's a little out of whack that one and a half. And that's where the market went. I don't think we had strong opinions in the back room on this game. I think uh, most of us were right around pick or maybe Rams one. And then all of a sudden the market goes the other way with the, uh, you know, San Francisco being a road favorite here. So, I still believe that uh, you know, one of these two teams will win it. How much is this the Christian McCaffrey effect, do you think? It's a little bit. I, I, I think that uh, certainly helps. Um, you know, when you get a player like that on a new scene and a contender, that's where he wanted to be. He's from that area. I think it motivates not only him. I think it motivates his teammates. I mean, I, I think that they got a little mojo, even though it didn't come through against Kansas City which I was really surprised actually that it wasn't a closer game but let's face it Kansas City is probably the second ranked team in the in the league you know so losing to them at home isn't a lot of shame there i think by the time they figured out they should be able to take care of the rest of the teams that are in the um, NFC west
3: I don't want to surprise you with anything. Do you guys make any big adjustments with the McCaffrey news in terms of like divisions or anything like that? Well, I know a couple of spots made the 49ers odds on favorites to win the division. That was before
1: the Kansas City loss, but we, we lowered, yeah, we, we lowered all 20 down runs. to 14. Yeah, yeah. It was like Super Bowl 20 to 14, but then as soon as they lost to Kansas City, they're back up to 18. Mm-hmm.
2: The Sharp guys were all over the Niners in that game, too. Yeah. Niners, and we wrote tons of money from the Sharp and the public. That was our best game uh, this it Sunday. Was. Everybody but the Niners. Wise guys, too, though. The line got all the way down to pick.
3: Yeah, that was a, that was a surprising. Uh, I didn't, but that's not really worth that much. All right, let's go to Packers at Bill's Sunday night football. At the beginning of the season, this looked like it was going to be absolutely fantastic. Yep. Not so much the case now, John. 11 and a half? For Aaron Rodgers, total of forty seven and a half. Rodgers continues, by the way, he went on Pat McAfee's show during the week, blamed his entire offense essentially. It's everybody's fault, but Aaron Rodgers. It does not look good for the Green Bay Packers.
2: No, it's a disaster. The whole season's a complete disaster. There's something wrong with Rodgers. He's not throwing the ball. He's got to have an injury or something. Thumb. Jay's saying thumb. Mm-hmm. And there's He's clearly been with it. Yep. There's obviously something wrong there. His receivers aren't getting open. It makes me question a little bit the coaching staff. You know, they were, it was easy. They were always playing from ahead. Now they've, they're facing some adversity. This is about as bad of a spot as you could ever have. You're playing the best team in the league, on the road, off their bye week. You could never really have a worse spot than Green Bay's in on Sunday, and that's why the line is so high. It is funny, though, to see Aaron Rodgers <laughs> catching 11 and a half points. I never thought I'd see that.
3: I haven't acted on it, but I keep making the case almost every week. Like, hey, man, you're starting to get a discount on Aaron Rodgers. Like, you're starting to get that market discount. And now <laughs> we're talking about 11 and a half you points got, for this guy. Uh,
2: discount. I, <laughs> you need more than that. A I discount
3: think. double check,
2: yeah. Green Bay Green Bay is a mess. They've got a lot of problems. I don't know why. Ro- I didn't see the interview. I, I don't know why Rodgers is throwing his teammates under the bus. That surprises you. It doesn't surprise me. Well, he doesn't talk to his own family. Right.
3: It's kind of a a jerk. like, that's
2: (laughs) obvious that there's something weird there about this guy, right? Like, (laughs) like you just have to, with your family, you just have to deal with it.
3: Take an ayahuasca in the summer.
2: you got to deal with it. Opening his third Uh, eye. So, that's really strange.
1: (laughs) He's been off for a while, though, right? But now, since they're losing, you know, it's accelerated to this. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is really interesting. Again, this is really interesting to see, you know, the Packers – They're supposed to have this vaunted defense, Mm -hmm. which is okay at best right now. Oh, the metrics Uh, say they're terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you got, you know, Rodgers doing this thing. So I I just think it's another train crash. You're just kind of wanting to watch, and I probably will.
3: Uh, Well, we all will. What's facing? All right. So we talk about the common theme there, right? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, these old guys that are starting to look a little old and decrepit. Young guys are starting to, of course, ascend. One of those being Joe Burrow. The Bengals are slowly getting better, man. Like, it looks like they're getting better week to week. Right now, uh, they're on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Here at Superbook, three and a half on the road against Cleveland. Total of 47. No real big adjustment from your look ahead here, Jay, but what is the early action been like? Because over that key number th- three, right, you're sitting at three and a half and there's been no movement. It gives you an idea of what the market thinks.
1: That's because the Bengals keep getting better each and every week. Yeah. And you, you can see the, the power ranking on, on them just creep up to the top five right now. Can't say too much about the Browns, but the Bengals certainly are improving. I thought Burrow was just amazing last week. And if they get hot again with Chase getting open, and for some reason... You know, maybe it's Boyd that's taking off uh, some pressure. You know, maybe it's Mixon. Maybe he's drawing a little uh, attention to him as well because they're starting to run the ball. That whole offense is starting to click right now. And uh, I know that a lot of people were concerned about them coming out of the gate because they did look flat and weren't sure. A lot of, there wasn't a lot of confidence in Cincinnati that they would be able to turn it around, but obviously they are. So I think it's actually a little light the way the Bengals are playing, but it's a rivalry. We'll see what happens
3: you talk about these uh, disappointing defenses third worst defense in the nfl by epa metrics the cleveland browns, browns. yep it has uh, gone pretty poorly for cleveland
0: let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge hey guys what's shaking in your
3: super contest this week three entries at top of the leaderboard what 26 wins how are we looking
1: over 74%. Yeah. I mean uh, that's pretty impressive through, what, seven weeks here. So hitting over 74%, uh, something we don't normally see even after, um, you know, this many weeks. But uh, I think the ones that are right behind them are, like, right around 73%. So some guys that are really hot in the super contest, uh, you know, heading into week eight. Pretty impressive numbers, though. Not me. Two and three.
3: 16, 17, and two for the season.
1: I'm probably in the same boat.
3: Okay. All uh, right. Good. That makes me feel better. Makes
1: it's me feel better. It's tough, John. Is the NFL hard to second, pick? I'm in a second. You got half a new, guy,
2: you got a new three-week contest. No, that was started. That no, started last week. Yeah. So I'm out. Hey, uh, we week ten. Week ten. Hey, what
3: A six-week contest, right? I'm still we in know, it. No,
2: week ten. You'll have a new three, a new six, a new nine.
3: But i I'd still in
1: it for the six. I just got to, you know, really take off. For You're here. telling them to wait for the next three week when we were
3: really one week. I've never given he up. He's
2: never had a bad week in week uh, in weeks. What if I
3: rip off three straight five and a weeks? I'm right in it for the. For that the sixth you, week, right? That you are, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. If, you, if you go Good
2: twenty-five luck. and zero, oh, yes, you'll be right back. You'll be Did right there. You get there your mega millions yet?
3: No, I didn't. Nope. You guys, you guys make fun of me, but uh, you know what? I am a positive guy. Never gonna give up. Never nah. gonna give up. All right, college football. We go on week nine. College football schedule is kind of weak. We got some good ones at the top, though, for the most part. John, I'll start with you here. Ohio State on the road against Penn State. This one, I've talked about this before, where numbers will give you kind of clues on what's happening. So if like you have numbers that are like really solidly above a key number, and it's just sitting there, kind of gives you an idea of where some respected opinions are. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing with Ohio State, right? Ohio State, 15 and a half, hasn't really budged from this point right now. And Penn State, last time we saw them, John, at least against a quality opponent, we got absolutely blitzed by Michigan two weeks ago. Yeah.
2: Well, Michigan's more than a quality opponent. Yeah. I don't think we really understood how good Michigan was coming into the season season they're pretty solid I think Ohio State right now is probably the best team in the country it's unfortunate this game this is the big noon Saturday is that what this is I believe so yeah a terrible name and <laughs> this this game should be played in prime time this is gonna be at 9 a.m. In, in Las Vegas I, I don't like that oh, I
3: agree like no whiteout right and at no. night like it would have been so much better for Penn so State they the, did the whiteout
2: sure. game was against Minnesota and the backup quarterback and now it's the big noon Saturday whatever <laughs> I, I don't know. That's Very
3: anticlimactic.
1: With their no the good crap out of the Golden Gophers. I think I've heard you say that before. I
2: don't. I don't Big like that. noon. I think it's silly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm usually nice. still watching soccer at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. I mean, working, working at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. Uh, we'll, we'll need uh, we'll need Penn State here. I mean, they're gonna bet, they're gonna take Ohio State. They'll take Ohio State first half. We'll put it on sound in the book. And at some point, like late second quarter, I'll tell the guys to pull the game. Okay. All right
3: like it. So look forward to that if you come down to the Westgate Super out yes. here in Las Vegas. We'll find something else. <laughs> All right. Uh, Big 12, Jay, we'll go to you here. Oklahoma State mm-hmm. on the road against Kansas State. I would assume that this is a tough one for you guys, just given the fact that one uh, Adrian Martinez gets knocked out after the first drive for K-State and their loss to TCU, his status will allegedly be decided on Thursday. But what do you guys do with this one? Adrian Martinez, I mean, we talk about comeback stories. Adrian Martinez and what he is worth now to K-State, I would assume, uh, very much more as opposed to the beginning of the year.
1: Well, the backup got hurt, too. Yep. So, you know, they they have a lot of question marks heading into this game, but they prefer to run it anyway. I mean, if they can run it, uh, you know, all the better, because Oklahoma State can't stop anybody. Oklahoma State is really labeled Big 12 team. You know, it it seems like, I'm surprised about this total, by the way, but Oklahoma State can't stop anybody on the ground. They are giving up over, what, 300 yards, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, on their passing defense as well. But Kansas State is kind of going to try to grind this thing out. And um, without those quarterbacks at being at full strength, I think that actually they'll be able to do it. I just can't stand these teams that, you know, that just let guys run six, seven yards a clip. And I'm not sure if Kansas State's going to go in this one-dimensional, which they could with the quarterback issues, uh, but I do believe they'll be able to run the ball. Yeah. And because of that, maybe that's why the total is down there at 56. When, it really, when you look at the numbers, it should be probably right around 60. I guess we'll see. But uh, I do believe that Kansas State is going to be able to run the ball.
3: Yeah, I was looking. uh, The weather, at least out there, does not seem to be inclement because they had a couple of big 12 games Mm. last weekend that had to deal with uh, a lot of wind. And uh, that ultimately cut some of the totals down. Not the case, it seems, uh, right now. To the SEC we go. Last college football game of the week that we're going to analyze here on the Oddsmakers. Kentucky on the road against Tennessee. John, I do believe the Volunteers deserve some credit uh, because UT Martin, the powerhouse, the Skyhawks, mm-hmm. uh, they go in there trying to catch them on a uh, letdown spot after beating up in Alabama. Not the case. Uh, they absolutely drop UT Martin, and now they get to get ready for Kentucky and the uh, aforementioned, I guess they'll call him the next Josh Allen and Will Levis.
2: The next Josh Allen. That's what he's been called. That's it? That's what he's been called. No pressure. Uh, I think he's
3: just a really big white guy that can run and play quarterback, and that's probably what it is.
2: Josh Allen's pretty good. Um, I don't know about that. I I don't know if that's true, but I I give Tennessee a lot of credit. I mean, we said last time we talked about a Tennessee game was ahead of that Alabama game two weeks ago, and we said we're going to know right away how good they are if their offense can just move the ball at will against Alabama, and they they could. Alabama couldn't stop them whatsoever. Their receivers were running wide open all over the place. I know everybody was criticizing Alabama's secondary, and that's part of it. But you got to give most of the credit to Heupel and the Scheme and the Tennessee players. Their offense is just so high-powered, uh, they can score on anybody. Tough spot for uh, Josh Allen Jr. here. <laughs> I don't know about that. But we uh, I have seen some people that I respect taking Kentucky in the points. Yeah. If Josh Allen was playing for Kentucky, Ooh. and what's his name, Levy's? Levis. If he was playing for the Bills Levi's actually. Then it would be very interesting. Then you'd have a very the two games this weekend would be very interesting.
3: Speaking of that, John, what's the spread between the Chicago Bears and like the Alabama? Crimson
2: Chicago top. Bears and Alabama. Uh I'd, well Al- this isn't a very good Alabama team. So I'll go uh Bears minus seventy. Okay. I know you love that question. Oh yeah. To the top of the list every single time.
3: Yeah. Uh all right. Uh, really quickly, um okay. I know John is very excited, so I will go to um I'll go to Murray on this one. Mm-hmm. First pitch for the World Series on Friday. How are you guys shaping up? Yeah,
2: uh, uh, it first just, pitch it depends on what uh, it depends on what state you're talking about. You know, we we do great on the Phillies in Nevada. Mm-hmm. We win a ton on because you, you, you know we got a we got a, we have a bookmaker here. His name is Ed Sammons, and he's he's a gigantic Philadelphia homer. Mm. So we always do great on any of the Philadelphia teams. Like we cleaned up when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And we're always in this, like, phenomenal position on the Sixers and the NBA Futures every year. Now, they never win. But if they were going to win, we would win a ton. And we're in a great spot on the Phillies, except for a New Jersey, Jay, where we get clobbered. Again. Yeah. Just like we got clobbered on them in the pennant. There's only so much you can do about that, though.
1: Yeah. It's like that for every jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. You know, when Tennessee covers—I mean, we got destroyed in Tennessee when they beat up on Alabama. But um, same thing with the Phillies. That's just— doing business, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, even though the Astros went undefeated so far, I still think they're the best team, but the Phillies are hot. They feel a lot of mojo. They're built for
2: postseason baseball. They've got great starting pitching. They've got guys that can hit home runs all over the lineup. Their manager's pushing all the right buttons. I mean, I think they're pretty dangerous, and there's some high prices out there on the Phillies right now on the series price if you look around town because there are some books that have a lot of liability to the Astros. I'm not going to say who or why mm. caused that liability, but I think everybody knows. Big time so matter. there are some high series prices out there on Philadelphia from these folks yep. that don't want to take any more Houston.
1: I need a new mattress, by the way.
2: Me too.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were talking about this off the air. I mean, there's something that you can look in. I don't think it's illegal across state lines, but we'll see. All right. Hey, if you're uh, out and about, it's a good weekend of sports. World Series starts. Uh, make sure to come see us at the Superbook of the Westgate Las Vegas. The John, of course, in charge of all the sound early on. Um, the Lodge, Lodge Casino, state. Black Hawk, Colorado. are going to be here all weekend showing all the biggest college football, NFL, and World Series games, although they're all big World Series games. So, as always, you can follow us on social at SuperbookSports or at Superbook.com. Stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. And if you're listening to my voice... Means you should like rate review and subscribe to the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports we'll see you next week.
0: You've been locked into the Odds Makers podcast. The Odds Makers podcast presented by Superbook Sports featuring Jay Cornegate, John Murray and Jonathan Vontov. Hit our subscribe button. Rate review and never miss out on weekly behind the counter access to the, the biggest, biggest events in sports. In sports.
2: The Odds Makers Podcast is a production
0: of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network.